0: All righty. Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. My name is Chris Hollifield. I am your host. Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to my podcast. Seriously, thank you so much for listening, however you're consuming this right now, however you're listening, uh, whether you're, you listen every week, whether you just downloaded this episode, however, thank you so much. Hey, on this episode, episode 552, we actually take a little trip down to Utah County and we talked to Tay Adams on this episode. He is the director of the Provo Pride Festival that is happening in Provo on August 20th. In this conversation, they actually did not quite know the location of the festival. Since we recorded this episode, Tay actually sent me a text message letting me know uh, that they finalized a location. So I wanted to mention that right now. Uh, They're going to be at the Memorial Park, which is 800 East Center in Provo. So like I said, I mean, support these guys i think it is so awesome what they're doing and i know that they could use our support with this i plan on volunteering so uh whatever capacity that you can support them make sure to do that hey before we get into this conversation with tay i want to quickly thank you and uh, show some gratitude to those of you that made it out to the copper canyon real estate team summer barbecue that we had this past friday It was so great to see so many familiar faces and catch up with you and have some awesome conversations. You know, when you get in those uh, situations, you can't always spend all the time you want chatting with some of you. So I apologize. We'll have to catch up uh, in other ways. So anyway, hey, the the website for the podcast, IamSaltLake.com, that's where you can go and dig through the entire back episode of uh, episodes. You can listen to them. You can share them. Make sure you join our Facebook group. That's at I Am Salt Lake Community. Just search for uh, I Am Salt Lake Community inside of Facebook. Request to be a member, and I'll let you in. It's a lot of fun. You get to hang out uh, with listeners of the podcast. We talk about Salt Lake City, what's going on, and so on and so forth. Hey, anyway, like I said on this episode, Tay Adams, the director of the Provo Pride Festival, joins me. We have an awesome conversation, so let's get into it. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Here we go. I want to start with you, Tay. Let's start right at the very beginning of this. Like, What are the dates of the Provo Pride Festival and where the festival is taking place? Uh, so listeners of I Am Salt Lake, if they want to come down to Provo and, and take part in it and and uh, be part of the festivities, what, what, yeah. are the, what are the dates of it and stuff?
1: So the festival is just one day. Uh, it's uh, Saturday, August 20th. And we often um, have had a week of programming surrounding the festival. So I think that's going to come together again. I just am working with community partners on that. There will be different things happening on um, the week leading up to the festival. Um, we often do an interfaith service. There will be a drag show. There's the We have a pageant connected with the festival, the Provo Pride pageant. Um, that's usually the Sunday before. So things happening here and there, the festival itself on the Saturday, August 20th.
0: Where's the best place for people? Like you were talking about, like all these things like the drag show and and this event and that show, you know, leading up to the event on the 20th. Is there like a, like a place that listeners can go to stay up to date on what's going on prior to the festival?
1: We'll be blasting that out through our socials um, on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram. Um, If people aren't there, we're also going to be um, sending that info out through press release. And um, what am I trying to say? Oh, there's some community calendars like the KRCL. I'll get stuff up on there. So the the info will hopefully be ad nauseum in everyone's faces.
0: (laughs) Now, how long has this festival even been around in Provo of all places? Like, here's the thing. So I moved to Provo... Like thirty plus years ago from California, and um, when I first—I mean, it was a different place—and I would have never thought in a million years that Provo would have a Pride Festival. So, so how long has has the Pride Festival been going on in Provo?
1: Yeah, our inaugural year was twenty thirteen.
0: Oh wow! So, so you've been around for a while in Provo.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, this is going to be our eighth year. We skipped two years during the pandemic, so it, it should have been. 10th year i guess
0: okay okay but
1: our math is difficult but um so yeah this is going to be the eighth festival and it's typically been in september i moved it um to august because the past two years we've seen a covid spike in september yeah and it's been um prevalent in utah county i think because of the universities and um a few other factors but um so we're just you know I want to be relaxed about COVID at this point, but if there's something I can do to reduce the risk, then we're doing that. So just trying to get a jump on that.
0: Now, what is your involvement with the festival itself? Like you mentioned, you're the director of the Provo pride festival. So what, what exactly is it that you do? What is what, What is your involvement? Like, like what is it that you take care of?
1: To be specific, I'm the president of the board of trustees. So Um, my obligation to the organization is to, um, make sure that we're being accountable with, uh, donations and, um, kind of acting as a fiduciary over funds that come in, that kind of thing. Um, and then I, you know, have informally, I've been doing more of the groundwork as well. Uh, Ideally for a nonprofit, the board is just, um, you know, they sort of check in on how things are going and. And that's that. But we're small. So the board is kind of the organization itself. Um, So I do a lot of the planning and, um, you know, recruiting volunteers and shouting and making noise. And I've been involved since about I think I got involved in 2015. Um, I've served different roles. I was on the board for a while and then stepped down and then came back to this role as the director in. Uh, 2020 actually. I, um, I assumed leadership right before the pandemic hit.
0: Okay. Okay. And you, I mean, you're, you're, you probably love doing stuff like what you do otherwise you wouldn't do it, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Have you guys, have you guys done like a parade or anything down there? I mean, I know they do like the parade and stuff in Salt Lake and, and at other festivals. Have you guys tried to do a parade at all down there in Provo?
1: We've done marches of sorts. Um, The problem is that uh, parades are pretty expensive. They're around, it's probably gone up since the last time I did the math, but it's around $10,000. And that was just a cash flow problem for us. Um,
0: Now, what is that? Is that like for a permit or something? um, The permit's.
1: I don't think are massively expensive, but you have to pay to block the streets off.
0: Oh wow! And
1: they, you know, they require actual physical barriers to be placed across the intersections, um, and then the security for a parade. So those are kind of the big spends there, and it's just not something that we've pulled together up to this point. But I'm not ruling it out. It's it's too late for this year, but um, you know, I would like to see it happen. But I also, I just look at like, what what does that give us? What does a parade provide? And I think the really big thing there is visibility. So we've tried our best to, you know, through other less um, big ticket <laughs> operations, tried to provide the same goal. Um, it's maybe not as fun and flashy as a parade, but I do try to um, be disruptive in terms of... I I want as many people as possible to be forced to notice that we're up to something
0: now where, okay, actually let's back up a little bit. Cause I kind of, now where is the actual, uh, fest festival going to be taking place? Did we mention that?
1: Uh, no, not yet. So the, um, this year is, it's a little complicated. Um, we've for the past several festivals been at the courthouse grounds, hmm. the Utah County historic courthouse which is right smack in the middle of Provo. It's yeah. a really great location. I like the symbolism of it. I like the, you know, the centrality of it. Um, this year they have some construction that may be happening during August, and they're planning to dig a huge hole in the ground. Um, so I don't wanna invite a few thousand people to hang around. Um, all of that. So we um are maybe going to be at the courthouse if they haven't started that project. And I'm going to have an answer on that soon. If not there, then we're going to be at our um, former location, which is just a few blocks down center street at Memorial park.
0: Okay. Okay. Cause that kind of, you know, you were talking about sticking out and kind of, you know, causing, you know, so people notice you and that's where I was wondering, okay, well, where's the location? Are you in a nice centralized location in Provo? And that, I mean, either one of those places would be a great location.
1: Uh, Yeah. Memorial Park is a little more out of the way, but um, you know, as I was talking about with the parade, we, we have ways, we can still make it be kind of in your face. So um, if, if we're there, we'll, we'll still do our best to be loud about it.
0: Okay. So again, this is, this is one of those things that it's, keep up with you guys make sure you know you're connected on on facebook uh, or or even your website to find out where the actual uh since your venue is still uh, up and up in the air because i'm looking here on the website and it looks like uh this hasn't even been up, updated since 2019 so yeah
1: the website's pretty badly out of date i i don't have a volunteer who's tech savvy right now and that is not in my wheelhouse but um i'll see if i can get that updated but um yeah. I didn't want to announce that we have a backup location. I just sure. didn't want yeah, <laughs> to no, I, confuse I, I, people. So yeah, I
0: got gotcha. you. Um,
1: I'll definitely be blasting it everywhere possible as soon as it's set in stone. So,
0: and, and like on the website, it says, you know, you, you, you know, you look, I would imagine you're looking for vendors, right? Like if, if yeah. people want to vend at the, at the festival, uh, you're yeah. looking for sponsors and you're looking for volunteers yeah so i mean let i mean how what's the best way to get in touch for any of those i mean i guess just through the website or
1: so this is where i'm actually encouraging people to use our text line um okay. it's just a, an easy way for questions to go through the same spot um So, uh, you know, if text doesn't work for someone, we'll still, you know, answer questions through our. um, There's a contact us form on the website. Um, You can use our Facebook, Instagram. But I think text is pretty darn easy for most people, and just, you know, shoot us your questions. And the thing I like about it is, then we can reply directly with, you know, here's the link to sign up for um, volunteering or being an entertainer or any of that. So. That text line is 385 309 0967.
0: So that actually goes to a live person then?
1: Yeah. Interesting.
0: Awesome. That's great. Say that number one more time
1: 385 309 0697. Uh
0: So for volunteering, I mean, I can't urge people enough to, I I know I'm going to volunteer, reach out and I mean, I'm sure you're looking for all kinds of volunteers um spot, you even mentioned um you even mentioned uh, entertainment yeah you're so you're looking for like uh music acts or or stuff like that i guess
1: uh yeah i um i want to focus on anyone who is local um anyone who's queer um we've had a huge variety of different entertainers it's a little different than the the festival in salt lake in terms of we usually just have one stage and so it's kind of more i guess family style rather than at at um utah pride you um wander around and there's lots of things competing for your in, um attention um we're kind of all doing the same thing all together but i don't know that that's a value for good or bad but let me i i know i've said this twice now but let me just verify i told you the number right 385 309
0: okay I think I might've switched to nine in his checks before, you know, and I, 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 uh, I didn't even notice if you did or not. So, (laughs) so, I mean, talk about, did you receive it? I mean, what's the pushback been like in Provo? I mean, has there been pushback? Has there been, has it been a struggle to get like in the beginning of this, in the beginning few years?
1: Uh, you know, I didn't, um, I wasn't around for those first few, I helped out starting in 2015. So I missed two years in the beginning there. Um, so I, I just won't speak to that since I, um, you know, that would just be repeating rumors, I guess. But, um, in my experience, if people are sort of, um, in a position counter to what we're trying to promote, they usually just leave us alone. Yeah there, you know, there are some roadblocks we have to get through, but, uh, as far as, you know, counter protesters, um,
0: well, yeah. Cause like, I know in salt Lake, there's a ton of protesters that come out. So I could just imagine what Provo gets,
1: you know, I don't remember there being a lot of counter protesters ever. Huh. Um, I think that maybe just the culture of this area is, um, you know, you fight the fight, A different way um everyone's pretty polite i guess is a good way to put it i think that seeing public demonstrations is fairly new to the community here they're not used to you know over the past couple years we've started seeing a lot more of that um and i think that people it's just not something that they're used to interacting with in their you know sleepy suburb um And maybe because of that, you know, we don't have that sort of reactionary, um, counter protesters coming out. It's just not what they do, but, um, local politics are very, um, uh, influenced by the dominant culture. Um, and there are some, you know, some frustrations working with, um, you know, the institutionalized, uh, I guess, resistance, but, um, you know, in some senses their hands are tied because whatever they do as a part of public office is, you know, all on record and can fly back in their face really easily. So I, I really haven't had huge struggles um, as far as people trying to stop the festival or discourage anyone from going. I think they, their strategy is more just look the other way and it'll be over soon.
0: Yeah. No, well, no, And that's, I mean, that this is all good to hear. I mean, obviously pushback is never the answer in my opinion. It's just, so it's, it's kind of cool that you're not dealing with that. Cause I, you know, I expected, I was like, you know, when I talked to Tay today, he's probably gonna have a list of, of stuff <laughs> that is just, yeah. you know, cause I mean, again, let's, let's go. I mean, and I'm not trying to talk, you know, Provo is just Provo. I mean, it's, just Utah County has always been more of the conservative, uh, County in Utah. And so I was just curious how this went over.
1: Yeah. I think, I, I think maybe just the fact of, um, us being organized to the point of coming together for a festival. Um, maybe that has, I don't know, defeated the opportunity for people to feel like they um, can stop it or, I don't know. I definitely know that those sentiments are out there yeah. because I deal with them in other ways. But as far as the festival happening and, and, um, programming through Provo pride, we really have very little resistance. So that's, you know, encouraging. Um,
0: you say you deal with other ways, like just in your own personal life or, yeah. or okay. Okay, um, okay. Okay. I got just what you Just like mean. anecdotally and, and in
1: my own experiences, um, people experience a lot of discrimination, sure. um, Uh, It can be really hard to keep a job or it can be difficult at school, you know, in these different situations, you know, those, I think that comes up daily for a lot of people. And I think part of it there, like, as I was mentioning before, there's just not as much noise going to be made if say your teacher says you can't wear that or, um, your boss says, you know, I, I'm not going to be using those pronouns for you while you're here. like there's, they're not on public record. They don't have the same sort of accountability going on. And so those kind of things I think happen with a, an alarming frequency. Um, but on the scale that we're dealing with, you know, the people can be mad about it if they want to, but they've never um, gotten any
0: traction on stopping us. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. I mean, what do you enjoy the most out of, out of being the, the director of the Provo pride festival?
1: Uh you know I would rather not be the director. <laughs> okay. Talk about that. Why would you rather not? Uh, oh, I just what I really enjoy the most is um art. I I just want to be a, you know, happy art queer doing my little thing in my corner, but um you know, I wound up through being involved through several years kind of just becoming the leader. Um but as far as being involved in the organization, let me phrase it that way. Um I just, it's really, um, on some level, uh, comforting and healing to be involved because growing up, I, you know, I went to high school nearby. I wasn't in Provo at the time, but, um, I didn't feel like a fit, um, didn't feel like it was for me. And now I get to sort of rewrite that for myself and hopefully prevent that sort of an experience for other people.
0: Now, where is home for you? Where, where did you grow up? I went to high school in American Fork. Okay, so, um, so in the area, in the area. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I just didn't That's know if you plan. were from out of state or something, you know?
1: Yeah, I you know, I've I've lived other places. I keep coming back here. I think this mountain <laughs> has a grip on me, but... Um,
0: <laughs> no, it's happened to me too, man. It's happened to me. I've moved away, and, and then you always come back to Utah, right?
1: <laughs> it's got that something. Provo, Orem has been where I've lived since 2015, so... I was born in Provo, and I'm I'm home now.
0: Yeah, have you? And, and this is kind of you know that's why I was curious where home is for you because, like I mentioned, I my family moved to Provo. Gosh, thirty years ago. I've I moved to Salt Lake when I was like like twenty years ago, and as I lived in Salt Lake, I've noticed so much change in Utah County, and so much change even in Provo and in Orem. Change, in my opinion, for the better. Have you noticed a lot more change? It like as far as as people being a little more open minded, a lot more, um, j- just you know, a lot more stuff to do like this, like the pride, fe- like yeah, definitely. This this wouldn't have happened twenty years ago.
1: No, it would not have. Um, I think that people are coming around to the realization that, um, you know, I think people move to the suburbs for a reason, and I. I won't go too much into that, but I think some of those reasons are uh, not altogether wholesome. Um, But I think part of what's been happening over the past two, three decades is people realizing it doesn't matter where you live. You have neighbors who are different from you Um, and you can't escape it with, you know, your, your choice of neighborhood, your choice of how you spend your free time. Uh, No matter where you are, um, someone who lives near you is of a different race, of a different ability, or gender orientation, or any of it. Um, And I think maybe through the um, sort of uh, national movements that are kind of getting traction, and people realizing that um, they have allies, you know, through social media, um, greater connectedness there, I think people have learned a little bit how to stand up for themselves or even just stand out for themselves. Um even if you do live in a suburb where you know you're the only house for half a mile that might have a pride flag or or whatnot. Um so again I think that um some of the 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 response kind of the strategy is just ignore it just act like it's not there. Uh, but little by little I think people are you know, changing their strategy on that, and either becoming outwardly um, antagonistic. But what I see more often is people learning that it didn't really hurt them to become an ally.
0: Um, Bingo! You know, you exactly.
1: Yeah, it didn't. It didn't really um, have a negative impact on your choices in your life if you, say, for example, want to hang out a pride flag during the month of June. Um, that's going to show support and love to your neighbors, and it doesn't really mean that much about your standing in your community or your um, you know, you know, I used to be Mormon. I, there's not a there's no teaching in Mormonism that says you can't display love to your neighbors in that way. It doesn't say that you're gay. It's a favorite you love people who are. It's fine <laughs>
0: Exactly. What advice would you give someone? Like, let's say somebody's listening that might be in a smaller town somewhere, or or in an area that doesn't have a pride festival, and they were thinking of organizing a pride festival. Would you give them any advice? Just
1: start with anything. Uh, start with a picnic. Do you, you know, go out to lunch together? Um, I I think that really the powerful thing um, that some people miss out on what we're really doing. It's it's a party and it's fun. And it, um you know, hopefully at a festival, there's a lot of joy being sparked. But to me, the power that really is coming out of this is connection. We are powerful when we're connected. And um, realizing that um, it really doesn't matter where you are in this good gay country, <laughs> You are not alone. There is someone else. Every, every town in America, there is someone else there. You are not the only one. You're not standing by yourself. Um, So do whatever, whatever small thing you can do to find each other. That's, I think, end of the day, what needs to happen. The festival is going to be fun. It's, we're going to have great entertainment. There's opportunities to buy some really cool things, interact with cool organizations. But at the end of the day, what needs to happen is everyone understanding going home at the end of that experience, knowing that I live in a town that is full of queer people.
0: So every podcast I do, Tay, I usually, uh, I ask people some standard Salt Lake City questions, but the fact that you're in Provo, these are, I'm going to kind of gear these towards Provo. Sure. So one of the questions I ask is, you know, we have family and friends. They visit us from time to time. They come out of state, maybe they visit us from California or New York or wherever. And, uh, you know, they come visit for a week or for the weekend. So let's say somebody was coming to visit you and they said, Hey, give us a tour of Provo. Is there is there a place or two that you would make sure to take them to or show them? Is um, you know.
1: Selfishly, I I always invite people to come to my drag show. Okay. Um, I I'm the also the director of a drag show.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> okay.
1: Provo. And um no, I just it's funny, I didn't really want to be the boss of that either, but here we are. <laughs> um so, yeah, at City Limits, downtown Provo, we've been doing drag shows there. I mean, we've changed venues, but the show is nine years old. Um, it essentially started around the same time as the festival. Same group of people okay. um, who decided to stake out some space. I I love bringing people to that. I, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that Provo can be a party. There's a lot of, I guess I would call it sleepiness, but... Um, not with me and my
0: friends. <laughs> no, I, I I like it. So you would take them to city limits. You would take them to a drag show. Um, how often do you do those drag shows at city limits?
1: Those are every other Friday. Okay. So we've got one coming up this Friday, the 24th. The group is called the Divine Sister Um We've been blasted through, you know, the Daily Herald, um, Salt Lake Tribune. We actually had the Washington Post last summer come and do a piece on us. So hopefully everyone can find information on this pretty easily on socials and whatever. I, I love to invite people to that. It also is kind of the same sort of feeling I was expressing with the festival of um, just that affirmation that in a weird little town like Provo, there's still plenty of people you can make connections with and form great friendships. Also, if you're here, like get up into one of these canyons, there's like, you know 10 12 i don't know how many just right here that it takes literally 10 minutes to be in god's backyard and it's so beautiful
0: now what about a hike to the y would you take <laughs> that's always a, that's always a famous uh, everybody always wants to take a hike to the Y, right? that
1: one is famous and uh you may have heard that recently there have been um some rather activist hikes happening up to the y you know, that hike is not my favorite. It's very steep. Yeah, it is, and it's
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: very exposed to the sunshine. Um, I would suggest go just around that mountain, up around Temp to Stuart Falls. That one's one of my favorites. But you know,
0: the Y is great. It's a great tradition. I
1: don't know, I just my knees can't really get it.
0: <laughs> what about favorite local eating spots? What's what's the good food down there, man? That's sure. that, is there any favorites of yours? I mean, so my um, my gig in
1: the daytime is food. I've been working in restaurants for since I moved back to Provo. So let me be selfish and just talk about the ones that I've been at. Yeah. Um, what do you got? Well, unfortunately, one of them shut down. So goodbye, Cafe Three Hundred, Um But uh, I've worked at Sensuous Sandwich, and that one is kind of a Provo staple. If you haven't tried it and you live in Provo, like go, go now. Um, It's uh, just, you know, classic American submarine sandwiches, but um, it's just got this um, unique culture um, to Provo of just really, really friendly service. um, And the people who have worked there over the years, just really amazing crew of people. And uh, the the owner of the establishment is um, kind of a a powerhouse in the community. She's um, good friends with all of the um, business owners and um, you know the the downtown alliance and stuff like that. It's it's kind of uh, a surprise little just you know tiny little sandwich shop, but I love it. um I worked at Block Restaurant for a while. That one is one of the best rated um, spots for food in the state. I think we were in the top. I think we were while I was working there. We were number six for food and number eleven for service out of all restaurants in Utah. So really good um, gourmet food there and craft cocktails. Their brunch is really popular on Sundays. And then now I have popped over to, excuse me, a pizzeria. Um, It's coming to Utah out of Austin, Texas. It's called Via 313.
0: Okay. I'm familiar with that place. Yeah.
1: Yeah, do. Yeah. Some really delicious pizza. We've got a full bar and it's a really fun spot. If you don't like rock and roll, get carry out because <laughs> the dining experience is sort of based around rock and roll. I, I'm a little baffled by that sometimes myself. I'm like, well, if you don't want the restaurant, just get carry out. But that's OK. I I, I really enjoy it there. Um, very, I mean, pizza makes people happy. So I enjoy that one
0: quite a bit.
1: Um, I've been working there. We opened in August, so I helped them open. It's been coming on a year now.
0: Right on. Is there anything you would change about Provo or Utah County in general, if you could?
1: Well, right now I feel like our, our, um, frustration with a lot of people my age is the housing situation. Mm -hmm. Their rents are crazy and it's a little baffling because it's not like a huge employment center. It's not, you know, a destination place to live. Uh, It's sort of that way in Lehigh around Silicon Slopes. But as far as like Orem, you know, why should Orem be as expensive as, you know, it's getting to the point where I'm paying as much in Orem as I did in LA where I'm like this, this is really weird, y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for real, though, right? <laughs> so I, I would love to to see some change of progress on that, but I don't know. Uh, as I'm sure you're familiar with, the um, Utah legislature has made it illegal for cities to um, kind of shift the balance towards renters and away from landlords. So I don't know what to hope for there. But um, I would love to see um, a little bit of development in terms of... You know, we've got for years now just housing going in like crazy, so much housing, and it's it's literally an explosion of population. Um, the other, you know, the west side of the lake is going to be full in the next five, ten years, and before it was, you know, two sticks and a pebble. Um, and same, just in every direction, we're we're filling up housing fast, and um, but some of the other development is really lagging behind, entertainment, nightlife, dining um so i want to see you know some smart planners um saying like excuse me sorry um what what is going in in this area that is going to want to make people stay here i see one of our our big challenges as you know i'm an event promoter and i'm a restaurateur <laughs> um a lot of people want to just pop up to salt lake all the time because there's quite a bit going on up there um i want to see like Development going in that says there's no reason to drive to Salt Lake. We have really cool stuff happening right here.
0: Dude, I, I like I like what you're saying. I mean, there's no reason that Provo and Orem, that area, could not be as booming as Salt Lake City. Yeah,
1: one of the the big ones that seen, I see, I, and this might sound overly reductive because you know I. Hang out in drag shows and bars, but I want to see more bars. I want to I want to see like where do people go if they're here on business to to grab a drink after their meeting? Where do they Where do you invite people to go if you just want to have a night out? Um, we're really lacking in a lot of that stuff. If you want to go be outside, I I really think we're one of the best spots in the whole country. Um, really kind of unique how close we are to these gorgeous <laughs> mountains. But um, if you don't want to be outside for the night. You're kind of stuck.
0: Yeah, you really are. I'm well. Utah County mountains, I think, are you. You guys have a lot nicer mountains than we can see in Salt Lake. I think.
1: <laughs> I mean, you'll have them, but it's, it's a little bit further of a drive. Yeah. Um, it's not like it's a monumental difference, mm-hmm. but you know, I I have one of the most beautiful canyons in the world that is literally five minutes from my apartment. I just I drive a straight shot down Canyon Parkway, and I'm there. I don't know. I think about leaving this place and uh, the mountain won't let me.
0: And I think um, you just hit the nail on the head on why the rent is going up because people are noticing the beauty here, right? Especially all these jobs that can work remotely. So they're moving to Utah. They're like, hey, I can live in a beautiful state, work from home, and look at these beautiful mountains. (laughs) Dude, it's been it's been fun chatting with you. Let's kind of wind this podcast up a little bit. I mean, as 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 we kind of wind this podcast up, I mean, let's kind of run down the list again on on the Provo Pride Festival. It's happening what August twentieth,
1: August twentieth. It'll be downtown Provo. We'll blast the location once that's uh, set. I just need to to figure out if they're starting that construction or not.
0: And I'll share that with with my community too, so people can stay up to date on that and uh, as well. So. And then how can, well, let's run down all the social medias and stuff that, that uh, you can. Yeah,
1: we're, we're active on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we do have uh, the website and Twitter, but I just haven't had the bandwidth to operate that as much. So what your suggest, web,
0: what's the website?
1: It's privilpride.org. Okay. But as you've discovered, it's um, it's set in 2019 still. Um, so if someone with a technical expertise wants to be my website, guy, no, I don't know. Uh, I'll figure out how to get that up to date. but. Um, definitely uh, reach out through Facebook, Instagram, or please feel free to text us. It's, I feel so super easy. 385-309-0697. And that will allow us to just shoot you whatever information um, you could be looking for. And it's not a robot. It's Cameron Bridston. They're one of, they're my, one of my board members. So,
0: and I'll put that number at I am salt too, with this episode. So if, if didn't have a chance to write it down or anything feel free to go back to the the website and and with this episode
1: and we'd love to have sponsors vendors volunteers entertainers and if there is a different way that you want to be involved that's not one of those shoot us a text we'd like to hear about it
0: anything else you want to add before we wrap this episode up before i turn the recorder off here tay any any final words anything i didn't ask that you were hoping we would talk about sure Um, just the
1: one thing that comes to mind is we've chosen for this year, um, our theme is more than ever. Um, and that's not to say, I don't know that this is going to be the biggest festival ever in terms of numbers, just because people are out of practice of coming to Provo Pride over the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. But what I mean is, um, the push to, um, more than ever organize more than ever form connections. I think that people, um, can probably figure out the need for that on their own without me going into it, but. I think that we're facing some immense challenges coming up over the next couple of years. And I really want to see us band
0: together. All right. Many thanks again to Tay Adams for joining me on this episode of the podcast to talk about the Provo pride festival. Again, the festival is happening on August 20th. Go check them out. Go support them, whatever it is. I mean, whether you tell a friend, whether you share about it on social media, whether you go and volunteer or sponsor the event, Get involved with these guys. They are doing some really cool things in Utah County. Hey, this podcast, we're here every week. We have some really cool conversations coming up. Uh, I've been chatting with some cool people. So make sure you're subscribed in whatever podcast listening outlet uh, you listen to podcasts in. And uh, until next week, get out and enjoy some sunshine. It's going to be a beautiful week. And we'll see you on the next episode of uh, I Am Salt Lake Podcast. You guys have a great week. Bye now.